Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Trio of Positivity podcast, where we are recapping week five of the Chicago Bears, and this might be a positive episode. No, no, it's 100%. We are going to do 100% positivity on the first win for the Chicago Bears in almost a year, so there will be no negativity this entire podcast that's the rule no negativity no negativity can't make any promises since i'm dealing with a homer today but that's okay uh we're gonna kick it off by saying that the chicago bears on prime time thursday night football demolished the washington commanders 40 to 20 the game almost felt like it was over at halftime but because we were Bear fans, it really wasn't over until like nine minutes of the fourth quarter. I thought you were going to, sorry to cut you off. I thought you were going <clears> to <throat> say that it almost felt like a dream because realistically it kind of did. Those first three drives when we had Most, 17 points and I, I believe, was like, wait, am I sleeping? I believe I got called out one time in the, uh, in the group chat that we had that I said the Bears should have scored consecutive drives and they're like it's the chicago bears they don't do that the bears scored in their first five drives of the game and you guys are telling me that this team could not do it they could finally do it we do have to kick off though with some kind of sad news uh last night dick buck has passed away um he was definitely helping the team out he was definitely someone that chicago bear fans love um there was a clip out there on Twitter in where they were showing like his best moments on the field. Uh, there was an interception that he caught and he taunted the player by showing him the ball that he caught it before he started running. So shout out to him. Uh, rest in peace. And he is a legend. He's a legend. Field. He's a legend throughout Chicago. He grew up here. He went to U of I. So he's definitely one of those staples uh, in the Chicago Bears franchise, that's for sure, right up there with Walter Payton. Yes, yes. And so we thank him uh, for the help that we got last night. And now let's go ahead and uh, talk about the game a little bit. Before we start, let's get into some stats, shall we? Justin Fields went 15 of 29 for 282 yards, four touchdown passes, zero interceptions, which is fantastic. Uh, DJ Moore. Eight receptions of 10 targets for 230 total yards with three touchdowns. And Komet, who went five receptions, five targets for 42 yards and a touchdown. Uh, We are going to touch into some uh, injuries that occurred. Obviously, Khalil Herbert was one. He was having a game. Yeah, before we move on, you're moving on too quickly. You're you're not focusing on the important things here. What's the important things to focus on? First of all, Justin Fields. First QB in Bears history to throw three TDs in the first half in back-to-back games. 
So mark that down, Mr. Trubisky fan. I know you're you're all up in Trubisky's nuts because he has the best accuracy in Bears history. But guess what? Fields is now on that board of making history with the with the Bears. On top of it's that, not accurate though, still not accurate. It is. It is. On no. top of that, we're going to talk about the fake stat of the week that has been oh. going around social media. What's the fake stat of the week? That Fields is tied for the lead in TD passes. While he is, it is true, he also has one more game than everybody else. So is it really true? Like It is not. Can you really sit here and say that when the entire rest of the NFL hasn't played a game? Fake stat of the week right there. But yes, him and DJ Moore went off. DJ was looking great out there. But I just wanted to touch on those historic pieces before we move on because... Justin balled out. That's for, for sure. For those listening on the podcast, we are actually recording live on Facebook. Uh, we will try to read a couple comments here and there to see what we have going on uh, throughout the live stream. So if you want to join us, we will be doing this for almost all of the Bears uh, games afterwards and uh, see what we kind of get. So once you got that um, fake stuff out of the way, Miller, what do you think of Fields' performance, huh? Man, it was. It was nerve wracking in the sense that there was so much being built up for this game, right? Fields came out against Denver, had a had a historic game for him, right? It's the first 300 yard game he's thrown. It's first time he's thrown four TDs in a game. Like he came out looking so good against Denver, but we choked at the end. Some people would say it's a good fourth down call. I do not. I think it was trash. You got to take the points there. You're at home. Come on. We're not going to dwell on that though, but there was so much buildup for this game and to see fields come out right off the bat. Not only did the bears come in, win the coin toss, and they said, fuck the analytics, we're going to take the ball. And then Fields drove it right down their throat and scored points on that first drive. It was impressive to watch from the start. Like you mentioned, five drives, five scores in that first half. And it was it was literally like a freaking dream, man, watching this play. And it's just like, this is what we've expected the whole time. He's making decisions quickly. He's using his eyes to move the safety. He's doing things that actual quarterbacks are supposed to do. And it's weird to see from Justin because we haven't really seen it yet, but we got a glimpse of it. This is two games in a row. And it's just like now everybody in Chicago is thinking Super Bowl for the bears, right? Okay. Stop. Stop. The one thing I need to kind of calm your tits on here is Justin Fields threw Well, it's he threw for 282 yards. Do you know how many yards DJ Moore had after the catch? Um, it was a lot. It was 143. So realistically, Fields threw 139 yards. Total or just to DJ Moore? Total. If you subtract the yards after catch for DJ Moore alone, <laughs> fields through a hundred. But you can't. I mean, I under that's that's negativity. You get that shit out. No, of no, here. no, no, no. That's not but, negativity at all. Listen, but, you wanted to bring up Mitch. You Trubisky also have here. to understand. You also have to understand if Fields makes a bad throw and 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 uh, Moore has to dive for it or takes him out of bounds. 
that's going to cut down on that stat. The fact of the no, matter is a lot of times Fields hit him in stride and DJ no, was able to no, no, move no, no, no. and Are run. Are we forgetting that one that he almost overthrew and DJ Moore made a spectacular grab to keep it in? Let's not act like all of this was perfect. Come on now. I'm just saying, if you're going to, if you're going to, yes, we're being positive. positive. If you're going to sit here and Uh, say that DJ gets credit for all of the yards after the catch, you have to acknowledge that sometimes some of the throws Justin's made were on point. Sometimes, but not all the time. But continuing with the positivity, even though we had injuries, the O-line looked decent. The O-line looked great. Did you, did you see the the ratings of the O-line? I did not. Surprisingly. The top-ranked offensive lineman. Do you want to take a gander? Kansas City. Um, for this game, you idiot. Oh, for this game. You didn't say that. <laughs> oh, um, what the fuck are we talking about? You want to fucking go talk about the whole NFL? Come I on. honestly would give it to, to Whitehair, but that's... He went to no. center, so... What, what do mean, you got? That he, I think he was the lowest rated, and the no, fact that you would give him he to Whitehair... I mean, yes, he switched. That's not points. Did you see the snaps that he did? He was awful. There was some but the highest-rated offensive lineman was actually the highest-rated player on the second-highest-rated player on the team besides DJ Moore. That was Tevin Jenkins. He came in mm. after four weeks out on the IR, gets thrown into the game, and he's the highest-rated offensive lineman for our team. Yeah, so it was pretty impressive. Um, the offensive line definitely stepped up in this game. They gave Fields time to make the plays that he needed, specifically in the first half. Now, you can sit here and argue maybe Washington just wasn't off to snuff. They weren't ready to play because they came out in the second half and they were starting to pressure Fields, unlike the first. But you know what? There's two halves in football. The fact that Eberflus might have gotten his team more ready to play than Ron Rivera, that's props to Eberflus. And so it's like they were ready to go. And they dominated that defensive line basically the whole first half. So props to them. I think that's something that we can discuss on the next episode. Um, There's a lot of talk coming about Ron Rivera and how that team basically pulled out a stinker um, given the last game that they played. But we're going to go ahead and just keep our focus on the Chicago Bears. Um, One thing that I did want to discuss with you, which we've been talking about it a lot throughout our podcast. It was the ability to have the right play calls for fields. We saw it in the first couple of weeks where he wasn't comfortable. There was some designed runs on this play or on this game that it kind of opened everything up for fields. And because the line was actually giving him time, he was still making his progression throws uh, very well. I think um, Thursday Night Football has the ability to like have stats on Amazon, and it showed that fields under uh, three seconds was actually completing all his passes. Like he was very comfortable in that pocket. So as much as people don't want to credit it, credit has to go to the offensive coordinator. Something must have occurred or it's been a progression of two weeks where they're seeing, okay, this is what you're comfortable doing with. And this is what you're not comfortable, but you can kind of tell there's some plays in there that the offensive coordinator wants to kind of just throw in. And that pisses me off. But what did you think about the play calling this week? 
Well, I know your favorite play was the screen to DJ Moore. They got to been up there, right? No, it's it's funny the way they're doing things. There's a lot more movement going on pre-snap, right? There's a lot more wide receivers moving, running backs moving across the line to try to screw up the defense a little more. That seems to be helping. We've seen that uptick in those types of plays the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned with Amazon uh, and the stats, I think I when I was watching it, it said that Fields was getting the ball out in 2.7 seconds. And that's like, I feel like that's pretty close to league average, which is kind of surprising because the first three games he, he has really four first three. Yeah. He hasn't been getting it out that quick. So that's definitely a, a piece of positivity there, but the play calling as a whole, man, whatever they did, whatever they're doing, it's working. Whether Listen, I'll say you, it, I'll say it. Someone's listening to our podcast. I think we've been so. saying, we've been saying it for a while. Get Comet involved. Whatever you have to do, get Comet involved and get DJ Moore involved. Really? Okay, there you go. Like, this really was involved. Like, he had a few targets, but the, I mean, DJ Moore was the star of the show. That's for damn sure. So, listen, and they're again, targeting we're to him. Keep it, I, I guess I know we're trying to be positive. I get it. I know, but there is some stuff that we have to kind of talk about here. It's the injuries that occurred. Okay, injuries aren't necessarily positive or negative. It's factual information. So well, I will get, allow still, you to talk it about it. It still feels injury. bad, but there is one positive that came out of the injuries. Uh, Khalil Herbert had a nasty injury. The fact that he was able to walk and try to get back in the game, he did it's one positive. cut. He did one cut and said, nope. And then he went yeah. back to the bench. Whoever let that man on the field should have a talking to dude we didn't have a running back we literally did not have another running back like blasting game blasting game held that fucking running i know he's a fullback yeah i I don't i think they said multiple times that he never had a carry in his life and he had one carries he had eight carries and he ran for six that was his longest the man was our glue he kept this team together damn it and i'm telling you yeah he did he came out and performed admirably admirably. he's like He's like, y'all need a running back. I got you. That's basically what the conversation was. But there was a couple injuries. Um, We're not. uh, We're not. We're we're focusing on positivity, so we're not going to talk about the 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 reason why Khalil Herbert got injured. Right. We're gonna we're gonna scan past that. We're just gonna keep moving. We'll go ahead and and skim past that. But uh, as we said earlier, Whitehair had to switch to center, and holy shit, there was like two snaps. Oh, no, it was more than two, no, dude. It was all two. over the place. There was two where Fields had to lit- literally had one hand up. Whatever the play call was, it wasn't a run. But what did Fields do? Ran. That was impressive. That was a big play in this game. Yes. Even the, the announcers, Herb Street mentioned it. Like That ball was, he not only reached up, he jumped. That mm-hmm. ball was probably five feet over Fields' head. And Fields luckily got a hand on it and brought it down. He didn't fumble it. He actually caught it and controlled it. And instead of running the play, he just ran up the middle. And that was theoretically could have been a turnover, could have at least been a sack of a loss of probably 10 yards. But Fields gained eight yards on that play. That was a huge play because it was towards the end of the game. That was huge. And with that, I think... uh... I think we're ready for some positives. I think we're, we're ready already to... talking positives. Well, you know what? If we are already talking positives, there's one positive that I want to give out. We're you all, may not this like this whole it. show's positives. Like I you said, may, no you may not like today. it, but 
I think our, our listeners will appreciate it. We have to thank the additional players on the field for the Chicago Bears. Shout out to the refs. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Chicago Bears fans. We're okay, let me, um, let me, let's, Hold on, let's let talk. Me finish. Let's talk. Let me finish. Let me finish. Thank you very much to the refs for giving the Chicago Bears their first win in the 2023 calendar year. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here where we are. Miller, go ahead. What would you like to no, say? No, I want to hear reasoning. Go. Why? Why? What, what What? did they do that was so egregious that handed the game to the Bears? Uh, are we not going to talk about the pass interference at the end zone? That was clearly pass interference? I mean, there was pass interference multiple times on both no, sides. No, not as, bad as, not as bad as the one where they picked up the flag and said it wasn't pass interference. Fair. I will agree. But did Mooney not get interfered with on his ball? He was getting hit in the end zone, too. Not as bad as outrageous the uh, other two calls that were. I mean, that was. Yes, I'll agree with you. That was probably a pass interference. But at the end of the day, Lance Stevenson was Stevenson. Was that right? No, that doesn't sound right. Stevenson basketball player. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We're so positive. We're already switching to basketball. I think his name is Stevenson. I did a fucking whole thing out of a segment. But our cornerback. He was in his area, right? And the only reason that could have been pass interference is if he interfered with him getting over to the ball. So I see how that is a little more judgment of a call rather than interfering and grabbing on the player or in, or tackling the guy before he could catch the ball. So yeah, while, but- yes, I agree with what you're saying and the fact that he did interfere with that, but he was also in his own lane. It's not like he was on top of grabbing that the wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't matter. You know, the new, the new rules now is that if you run into the guy without looking at the ball, that should be a flag. But that's a stupid rule. I don't rule. know. I mean, it, but it's a rule. Like, it is what it is. I, I my, my thing is, too, though, is I wonder what the conversation was had. I think one of the refs said exactly what you were saying, in which the receiver was kind of churned a little bit right if i remember the play i'm kind of just thinking it off the top of my head the receiver kind of did a turn and the defensive player did not see the turn and so when he he's just looking at him like they kind of just do one of these little touches but and then when he does that the 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 defender kind of turns around i mean keep in mind the ref for amazon came out and said that he wouldn't call a pass interference. Now, if you want to listen to a college analyst, you can listen to Kirk Herbstreet. But you know what? I'm going to take my votes for the the actual ref. But other than a- that, I mean, there was a lot of calls both ways. I heard some yes. people complaining about the fact that the Bears were getting away with a lot of holdings. Yes. yes maybe that could be true as well. Um, yes. But, I mean, there's something to be said for letting them play. The other positive I want to bring in is the defense came in with five sacks, an interception. It was great to see the sacks. Fumble. I mean, oh, uh, the fumble recovery. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually an interesting timing on my end. Um, Because I, while I was watching, I said something that I probably shouldn't have said, and thank God it wasn't recorded. So I'm good for that. (laughs) Um, But the, there was a point where they, the defense, and I think, our coach has actually some you you have to give credit to our coach. He is disguising the blitzes so much better. Yeah, you play. Go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, you wonder if this was like a complete overhaul of his defensive scheme or how it works because he really is. He's having six people up on the box, dropping two and bringing two safeties in from the secondary or stuff like mm-hmm. that. He's really just mixing up the blitz. And, and it's weird because he doesn't typically blitz. So not right. only is he blitzing, he's also mixing up the blitzes. But, so it's like, but there's confidence in the blitz, like kind of how you were saying. I remember... And again, I hate bringing up Lovey Smith so much because it was so many years back. But there was a defense where Erlach or Briggs, they would always be up. I don't know if you, they would be right up onto the quarterback. As soon as the play went, they would go back. But because they were putting up that much pressure, it let like the corner come in. Like I felt a little bit of that this game. But the one thing that does scare me, and again, I'm trying to be positive, but our secondary is still a work in progress, even though they had a good game. No, it's not a work in progress. It's Chris now, right? I can call you Chris. Can you? Well, you said Chris at the beginning. Did I? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Chris, CJ, whatever. It's not a work in progress. Three of our guys are out. Kyler, <laughs> Kyler Gordon's out. Eddie Jackson's out, and Jalen Johnson's out. I mean. You can't sit here and say it's a work in progress. We have injuries, and I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying don't sit here and rip the secondary when they're down three starters. Listen, if you're being played on the team, it's next man up. There's, I get that. No yeah, so I get that. don't give excuses. But don't, don't give it a homer. Don't be don't a give it a negative grade or start not, complaining again, about their said, skill set when you're dealing again, with a I bunch of rookies. Work, a work in progress. That's what I said. It's not a work you in progress. Me, you wanted me to be positive. This is me trying my best to be positive. It, it was it's a basically, work in progress. It's basically a project on hold, if you want to grade it, because it's on hold until the whole team gets back together, which will hopefully, hopefully be in week f- uh, five, six, six. Right? Week six. Week, week six, six, yeah. Um, but the- before we move on, the one thing we haven't touched on on the defense which we need a round of applause. We need a round of applause. They held a team under 25 points. Come on. Come on. Well, come on. Come on. Come on. Even though I thought for a minute there that they were going to blow it. But but they did it. They held them to 20 points, which is the first time in 14 games. Oh, God. That was, it's so sad. But, hey, they stepped up. They got it done despite the injuries to their secondary. No one cares. But thanks again to the Washington commander kicker who missed a field goal on the back end. I think that was probably the turning point, even though the Bears did have the lead. Um, The one thing I can say that I want to just continue adding positives to, the offense these last two games have had really good time management um, on their side. They've held the ball more than than the team, the opposite team. Do you think that's more of a Justin effect or do you think it's more of like, hey, we kind of need to like slow things down for everyone? Because I don't I don't recall the the first three weeks where it almost felt like we we had control, even though stats might say we had more ball control. These last two games, it, it felt a lot more noticeable. I think that's because they're actually moving the ball and I think they're actually converting third downs. We didn't really see that the first three weeks. So I think we actually have sustainable long drives, which is why you're noticing it more. Mm. Obviously, we may have had that in Kansas City in garbage time, but realistically, we really haven't had like these long drives like we've had. Like 
even in this game yesterday, like we probably had our first five drives. Like you're sure of them. Some of them were field goals, but like the touchdown drives were substantial. They were probably like 70, 70 yards, right? Like, so they were significant. So you're getting into that rhythm. You're moving the ball. It makes it seem better. And it's just, it's good football all around. Looking at the stats from uh, ESPN, (laughs) which it's something that even just us talking about it, I didn't realize. It felt like the Bears had the time of possession. And I just looked right now. The Bears had 30 minutes and four seconds of possession. Washington had 29 and 56 seconds. So there was only a four second difference. (laughs) But it didn't feel like that. It felt (laughs) like the Bears had more control. And not only that, Washington had 23 first downs compared to the bears 18 but that's because we scored more so like but we had the big plays we yeah had the big plays right yeah um, and they and, and, at, and obviously towards the end in the second half they were doing a lot of short passes because the bears were playing a lot of prevent which we know we love it's not like we, we, love, were, yeah. we were sweating in the third quarter or anything as is the Washington comes out of halftime and scores 11 unanswered points. And it's that was a two score game. It was very scary. Uh, very the scary. Down efficiency was seven and out of 15 and they were one and one on fourth downs. I did see a lot push, of push, baby push, yeah. push. Even in the Amazon uh, broadcast, they confused fields for um, hurts hurts. And, I don't like it. I, I there's there were some runs that I didn't like Fields taking, um, but I get why he was doing it. Um, I, I personally, when Fields runs, I think he's doing a lot better job of focusing on getting to the sideline, and I think a lot of the designed runs have him do that. But he also gets this bull rush in him where he goes straight at the defensive back or the defensive lineman and it's just like i don't like that at all because that's how concussions happen or that's how you get yeah. hurt and i'm just like oh also it puts your lineman in a position your center basically just has to snap and fall straight down um there's really no protection there for the center so it's it, it it's kind of something that i wish that they didn't have to do but i think the more success that they get with I don't it know. i do i do like the tush push but I, it's, it, I i feel like in some of these situations it's such a judgment call to how far the ball actually gets but yeah hey we got it done so rounding off this uh this episode we are going to go ahead and give our update on this game of far, as far as the positivity goes. Miller, start us off. What would you say is your positivity rating on the Chicago Bears after they get their first win in 2023? I'm, I, I can't get too high on it, even though I'm going to talk a big talk. I still can't get too high on it. Um, I think I was a one and a half last week. One, and a, one or one and a half, I think. I'm going to move that up to a two we're gonna be at a two wow okay remember i'm the realist when it comes to the homework teams and ratings and like yours inflated a seven is an average which doesn't make fucking any sense in the world um so i'm gonna say at a two right now um we got our first win in almost a year which is sad so i'm not gonna be too overconfident but i see a lot of steps being taken so I want to increase my positivity score a little bit next week against the Vikings at home. 
That'll be a test, man. If we can come out again, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't know. What's your positive score before we get after to the schedule? So as you guys know, I don't like the homers that I deal with all the time. So I have to be the true heart and soul and the voice of the voiceless. They got their first win. I'm at a one. I was trying to get to zero. Where were you at I last negative. week? I was at negative. Oh, uh, yeah, it wasn't approved. Uh, I, it was discussed and it wasn't approved. Um, There's a lot of stuff that we can talk about and I think we can kind of divulge into it on our next episode. Um, Mooney didn't get a catch, but he got targeted early. Like there's, there's some good stuff that we can kind of talk about what happened this game. Yeah. We had three receivers that whole game, which is pretty surprising. Yeah. And so what I, what I will say though, and you said it last time, the Denver Broncos was a team. The bears should have beat because they were absolute dog shit. And the Broncos still took one in this Washington team has two wins. They were competitive last week against philadelphia mm-hmm. and they shit the bed why that happened i don't know given what occurred with butkus i think that had something to do where hey everyone has eyes on us let's go out there and and perform i will give total credit to justin fields and dj Moore on this game and a little bit to the coaching staff um thank you for giving us thank god this was a thursday game you know why because now we can ride the whole week plus the high yeah we yes. only had to deal with denver for a short period of time but now we're in a high we're on a high claypool uh breaking news was traded for uh two snickers and a twinkie basically um, and so like he's out ever since the the he hasn't been playing the bears are one and one i believe right because he did not play yeah. with yeah. the broncos um does this stop the trade talks does this stop all of the commotion that was happening? I think with it Bears? has to. Um, obviously, I think this buys them probably two or three more weeks. Wow. I think it buys them to the buy, right? I think there's two more weeks until the bye week. Am I? I think I'm right on that. Uh, let I think me check we have. I think we have Minnesota, and then we have the Raiders, and then we have a bye week. No, actually, Vikings ten fifteen. Raiders 10-22, Chargers 10-29. Oh, 11, okay. Five. So I'm off on that. So we so have, well, I one, think, two, it, three, four, four, ga- five games, and then bye week, and, and then, then the bye. Oh, that's a long time for a bye week. But I think it buys them up to the bye, to be honest. Unless they come out and start playing like they did in the first three games, I don't personally see that happening. I think it might be an average in the middle, which I think is acceptable, but. Like I said when um, a few weeks ago and reiterated that on Sunday, last Sunday, well, yeah, against Denver, these next two games, I think the Bears need to win one of them, and I think they will. I think they'll beat Minnesota or the Raiders. Now, and, uh, you don't want to give, give away too much because we want our listeners to listen to us debate and continue our streak of games predicted during that time but one out of two is still is still not good like either way that we look at it we have to now we have to now change the way that we look at this team this team is not gonna be wins and losses i hate to say it 
This team is going to be what happens with Fields and what happens with the coaching staff. If Fields continues to be good, meaning he's plus, I'll say plus one, plus two on the touchdown inter, in, uh, interception ratio, meaning he Her throws game. two touchdowns. Yeah, you, you're, you're allowed one interception. That's, that's all I'm giving you. Two to one. Okay. Two to one. Three to one would be great. I think three to one for Fields would be fantastic. Another 300 yarder, maybe two more. I think you have your guy. That and that's such a that's, low. That's such that's a low. Such bar. a low standard that it buys you another year. I don't think that's, that's, that's the I, case. But I, I don't. Think to, but to be able to say that this team has to win one of two <laughs> games, I don't think this team is capable of of doing it just yet. And that's just off of two games because there has been questionable decisions still that we can pinpoint, but we're going to be positive. So we're not going to bring those up. We'll, we'll touch a little bit on them uh, on the next episode. One being um, the screens. And there's some, there were some design runs that I just did not like. like yeah. It, 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 I, it, I, I think It'll be interesting because we have Carolina's pick. And if that turns out to be number one, it'll be very interesting. That's where this dilemma comes in. I think the Bears are on a trajectory where they're not going to be the worst, second worst team in the league. I think based on what we've seen these last two games, I think they're going to scrap and claw to maybe five wins. Now, is that great? No, it's no. not. Is that is that what we thought at the beginning of the year? No, it's no. not. They definitely underachieved. I will agree to that. But I think based on the explosiveness of this offense and the effect that DJ Moore has, I think we're going to win a few games that they're they're probably going to be top five, but I don't think they're going to be number one. But you know what? Carolina has looked god-awful. Bryce Young looks like the worst quarterback in this class right now. So if he, if they are the worst team in the league, it'll be interesting to see what the Bears do. not going to lie. And I think, I think, Fields is going to need to have more games like this, maybe five or six more games like this to cement his place in this on this team. I think so. I think I think that's something you and I can actually agree on because even though you guys know I do harp a lot on Fields, um, Miller Miller knows this. I want him to be successful, but a lot of the stuff that has occurred with the Bears and Fields has has not been something that we can all agree like it's not a trajectory that we are comfortable with however uh we did have a question on the stream uh only other bears quarterback to throw back to back four touchdown games uh he put in the answer but did you know that jay cutler was the last one to do it i would have guessed cuddy just because he's a gunslinger i mean we he was like Probably the best quarterback that we had that actually threw the ball consistently. I would have probably guessed him. Now, but. the question is, does Fields throw four touchdowns against the Vikings? Wait, what was the question? The quarterback, the last only quarterback other, to throw back. Only other QB to throw back-to-back. Because yeah. Fields just did it. He just did no, it with Denver and then with us. He threw three. Here. I thought it was four. three with Denver. Hold on. It was four with Denver. Don't mind me. I am just checking. You can check, but it was four. That's what he said. He said the only other Bears. Oh, QB. I missed one. Oh, you're you're. 
Oh, you're right. Yeah, he did throw four. Wilson threw three. That's yeah. So okay. so yeah. So him and Cuddy. That's crazy. I did, now that I understand and I actually know how to read English and it was explained to me. That's very interesting to say. Um, kind of so, sad, but no, it's four touchdowns is a lot. I mean, it's kind of crazy years, to think the that years between it took. I, I mean, four touchdowns is a lot in two games. It's it's interesting to see that we haven't got a running score in the last two games. Well, this one we did, but like, it's I don't know. It's crazy. It's fun, man. It's fun. It's it's happy. The whole city's happy. And it did it in prime time again. Let's just hope we can continue. Hey, Let's hope this offense can continue to be fun. And the great about thing about this offense that we didn't have last year is Fields is actually throwing the ball. He's not just an expl- running for 120 yards a game. He's actually doing it with his arm rather than his legs and that's I, something I wanna, we can build upon i want to build i want to touch on that on wednesday's episode miller please remind me do we at this point do we need more rushing from fields or can that can can that kind of just be a field if you have to run run but not like um not like something where it's expected of him where it's like he goes through his progressions and he's done and is like are we boom, really gonna boom. bring this up and not talk about it right now i mean this is this is ideal fields in my world. Really? 50, 50 yards, 60 yards on the ground, 300 yards in the air. Ideal fields. MVP fields. I will go out there and say that. MVP fields. <sighs> Until I see more consistency, I don't I think two games is a great start. We'll see how it goes. Well, of course. I'm just saying if he did this consistently, he would be in the MVP conversation. About <laughs> averaging 300 yards and running for 60 i don't know i don't have a calculator in front of me but that's going to be some pretty good pretty good stats right there um not to mention the touchdowns uh he's leading that's the league. he's leading the league but yes this is um, ideal to me i don't want to see 100 yards but i don't want to see 10 i want to see 40 to 60 range with a solid 250 passing that's what he's getting and that's what he's showing that he can do which is the bright if spot, this, which is why we're having this conversation. If 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 the Bears beat the teams they have to beat, this will be something that I'll be very happy because if Minnesota loses, the Bears will be tied with Minnesota at one and four, which means that the next game will be for third place in the division. And they're only a couple wins a couple wins away from actually being competitive in the division, which is very weird to say. I know, uh, it's it's sad. And the it, the worst thing in the world is the fact that we lost to Denver because we could be two and three right now. And I don't, I mean, it is a pretty bad division. I think Detroit will pull away. I think they're good enough, but two and three would be really nice. And it would put to sleep a lot of the first, the issues that we had in the first three. And it's just like the fact that we didn't do that is pretty depressing, but you know what? Like you said, the biggest takeaway from this season is going to be around fields and, if the Bears we'll get see more what wins with Fields playing the way he's playing, I will gladly change and say, hey, the Bears the Bears are getting where they need to get. If the Bears are a slow-churning team where they start slow and then they boost this fucking improvement out of nowhere, I will gladly be the one to say, hey, you know what? I was wrong. I'm not there yet, but... I'm very excited. It was it was fun watching this game with a couple of of uh, friends that I have. 
Um, I think I'm probably going to do it again. Uh, it was fun reading the, the chat, the group chat. Instead of being homers, they were surprised most of the game saying, where was this team? Where have they been? I don't think anybody in Chicago sat there and said, oh, this is expected. Yeah. And the worst part is, uh, my friend was telling me, hey, this game is over. Why are you so nervous? I'm like, it's the Bears. Chicago, being a Chicago fan has taught me it's never over till it's over, given how what happened with Denver the previous week. Washington goes to score 11 unanswered, and then the Bears held. And, and that's what makes me proud. Well, they got pretty they damn lucky. They got lucky. <laughs> Thank you to the it refs was, again. It, it was, no, again. not even the refs. It was just that last throw to DJ, man. Inches. Inches from a pick six. So, and inches from throwing out, too. But you like, know what? He made tight windows throws. You can't ask for anything more than that. Justin Fields balled out. DJ Moore balled out. That's what we brought him in for. Wide receiver number one. He could shoot up new, to be a the, true number one. It feels fucking great he, to say. He's probably top ten wide receiver right now. And okay. you know okay. what? Relax, Homer. Relax. Like it's stat it's, wise, bro. Stat wise. Relax. <laughs> relax. Go look it up. He's, he's got to be top ten. Listen, I don't. I don't do this to me. I told you. I I, I talk with my heart when it comes to the Bears. They've broken my heart previously. I don't want to go in there and find out he's eleventh because I'm going to be pissed and I'm going to blame you about it. And the Bears have played one additional game well, compared to other. I was teams. I was relax. just about to say that. I was just about <laughs> to say that. Keep in mind that we've played one additional game than everybody else. Let's but. let's just keep it keep it keep it civil. The Bears, listen. Let's just celebrate. The Bears won in 2023. There, it could have been a chance that the Bears could not have won in a calendar year. So it's very much something that you have to be proud of. You just DJ Moore is currently number two with 531 yards behind Justin Jefferson. He he might be top 10 still by the end of the week. Okay. Thank you. Number five is Keenan Allen at 434. So even if Keenan Allen gets 100 yards this week, he will be three yards over him. So theoretically, DJ Moore would still probably be a top 10. Top five? Top, maybe top five, but a top 10 for sure wide receiver this week. Wow. Okay. Well, with that positive note, we're going to go ahead and end the stream and end the podcast recording. We're going to end it with some negativity. We had some people in our group that didn't like that trade. Yeah. Fuck you. Wow. You know what? I did my best to make this a positive stream. And, and that fucking... wasn't a shot at Chris or CJ, Oop. whatever you want to go after. <laughs> now am I confused? Wrap it up, baby. Wrap it up. The Bears have <laughs> won a game in 2023. We look forward to watching the next game. We will be recording our next episode Wednesday, which will drop on Thursday. If there's any topics that you guys want us to discuss, we are more than welcome to review them on these live streams. Our next live stream will most likely be Sunday night, since the Bears will not this Sunday night, the following Sunday, um, when they play against the Vikings. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Please be sure to reach out to all our socials uh, here live on Facebook at Trio Positivity on twitter slash x of trio pod and again thanks for everyone hanging out hey no more sad flute today huh let's just uh end it with our our theme shall we yes maybe hit him
thanks again for watching and participating. Thanks to all our chatters. Thank you guys for um, listening to our episodes. Our episodes are live on Spotify, Apple, everywhere the podcasts are available. Thank you so much. Y'all have a fantastic day. Bear down, baby. Ooh.